Alright you guys, welcome back. This is episode number two of season one of the Runner's High podcast. We want to thank you all for listening. If you've made it this far, you've made it through the dirty bathroom jokes <laughs> that we uh, that we threw at you in episode one. So thanks for tuning into episode two. Grace, welcome to the week. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to make a poop joke but I yeah. guess that was last week's yeah we'll we'll uh we'll, we'll do it with those all right so don't forget to guys to uh to rate review and subscribe to the show um you can follow along with us using the handle at runners high nj on both instagram facebook and twitter uh, we definitely want to hear from you guys and speaking of we are going to get the week started off with a listener question during our warm-up segment. Mm, mm, mm. I can tell Grace is already feeling warmed up. She's got the new haircut, mm-hmm. feeling fresh, and uh, let's get it rolling. So, alrighty guys, so to get us started this week on the warm-up, we're going to take a listener question from Kenny L. So, Kenny writes to us, Grace, what do you got? The question is about music while running. What is your guilty pleasure playlist and your go-to pump-up song? Craig, why don't you... Want to take the first stab? Yes. All right, so I'm not ashamed. I run with music. Uh, I feel like it's somewhat looked down upon sometimes by some elitist snobs, uh, I would say. Uh, but I, um, I run a lot by myself. So for me, I 100% run with music, uh, almost to the point where I don't really want to run with people sometimes because mm-hmm. I just want to listen to my jams. So... Uh, yeah, I definitely 100% run with music. We'll get to the Guilty Pleasure playlist and pump-up song after you get Tick Stab. What do you think? Yes. You jamming, you jamming on the boards music. or what? Yeah, if you're not listening to music, what are you thinking about? What are you doing? What's going through your head? I don't... I just don't get it. Uh, no, I, I do run alone, and I'm basically begging people to run with me. So... 99.9% of the time I'm running with music, yes. <laughs> yeah. And we discussed this a little bit before the show about your guilty pleasure playlist. And you gave me kind of an answer that wasn't a guilty pleasure. I am not embarrassed. No, but see, that's the thing. The guilty pleasure should be something that you would be embarrassed no, about. No, no. people knew it. No. You will probably be embarrassed for me. Okay. But I'm not embarrassed because I'm just a crazy psycho fan. All right. So my guilty pleasure playlist, for starters, I would be embarrassed if people knew this. But I guess now they but will. But you're going to tell them anyway. But now, but now they will. So I'm a child of the 90s, right? Born in, born in the mid-80s. <laughs> you know, I grew up. Came. To, uh, don't give me that. Don't give me that. We're not that much different in age. We're not that much different in age. Um <laughs> But grew up, you know, during the 90s. So a lot of the 90s, like, hits really bring back some nostalgia mm-hmm. for me. So my guilty pleasure playlist would be 90s pop playlist. Relatively embarrassing. Not that embarrassing. No? No. No? Not at all. G- okay. give, us, give us, like, what are some, what are some songs? Oh, God. Um, songs that get you going. Uh, no, I mean, it's not even, like, pump-up songs. It's more like um, like Smash Mouth. Okay. 
That's embarrassing. Mm. If I don't change the like, it the, could be worse. If I don't change the track when Smash Mouth is on, something's up. But you don't change the track. But, but when we're Smash all all stars, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, stuff like that. Bare naked ladies, terrible. I'll still leave mm. it on though. No offense, but you play that shit in the store too. <laughs> I do. I do. I and do. you don't change it. I do. Valid point. Valid point. All right, your guilty pleasure playlist. Not that far off from you. She also grew up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I think she would appreciate your choice of music genre. Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande. <sighs> really, I'm not embarrassed. Because I love her every minute of No, the I do know you're very passionate about Ariana Grande. Just the voice. And I have not heard a single... or I would not know a single song if I heard it. Well, when we cut... Yeah. To the next part, we're mm-hmm. gonna play some Ariana Grande. Okay, to get us pumped up for the yeah. interview. And she's on tour. Okay. And if anyone wants to lend me money to go see her, I'd be very happy to take <laughs> it. You can come with me too. I can come. Yeah, yeah. I have to learn all of her, all of her, all of her hits. All the hits. All the catalog. All right. So if you had to, uh, like, I know, I know my answer, but if you had to go to one song, like you're digging deep, mm-hmm. right? In a in like a hard running workout mm-hmm. or even like a like a sets workout yeah. or you know something like that. You had to go to one song. What's your song? Go. Missy Elliott, work it. Oh, <laughs> love it, mm. love it. If it's worth it. I used to dream about being that little white girl dancer in her music. In the videos. video. I, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I think I saw something somewhere that that song. Did it turn like tw- it had to? It turned like it twenty turned or like something 20. recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, that music video, killer. Is it worth it? Let See, me it. at home, we replace like song lyrics with Major, our dog's mm-hmm. name. So we always say, if it's worth it, let Mage work it. <laughs> but uh, so for me, I am. It's true. Actually, we do say that all the time. Um, I do the same thing with Bruce. Basically, anything that says the word "you," I say Bruce. Bruce, yeah. Oh, you got Bruce Springsteen. Like, but you don't sing Bruce Springsteen. You sing. Yo, do you think if Bruce, your dog, went to a Springsteen show and because you know everybody yells like Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, would he like flip? His ear, he'd probably just go. It'd be like looking around at like forty thousand <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. I think yeah, he'd probably have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's not um, so for me, my one go-to. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's a very popular song, mm-hmm. uh, from probably 2004, you know, back, back in my heyday of competitive ooh, racing. Ooh, uh, ooh, but ooh, ooh, I don't even think I really need to explain myself. Oh, All these man. things I've done, the killers. What? Stop it. Your pump up song. Dude. That's my, let me I slip my own throat sober, song. but I'm not a soldier. No. Cut. <clears throat> Cut. She's out. I'm out. She's out. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Not bad. No, that that to me, it's like I had higher expectations. But higher expectations, really? Uh, what you what what would you expect from me? You know my genre. You know my style. True. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys. So we definitely want to hear from you. What is your number one pump up song when the workout gets tough? What's your guilty pleasure playlist? And Do you listen to music while running? Do you care that other people may or may not be judging you? Do you Uh, love Ariana Grande? Does she love you? (laughs) All right, so 
We're going to take a short break, and uh, we're going to get on to the on-the-run segment of the show. Uh, we're going to have on close friend, ultra-marathoner, uh, my Dos Equis man, as I said last week, uh, Rich Airy, uh, right after the break. Alrighty, guys, so we are here with Rich Airy. Uh, Rich is a close friend of mine. We go all the way back to, uh, to my teenage years as a youth. Um, Rich is an ultra marathoner, a close friend, uh, an endurance coach, and he is the host of the Is the Juice Worth the Squeeze podcast that can be found uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and as I've been touting, he is my Dos Equis man, the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> Uh, so, Rich, thanks for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Honored to be uh, be a part of what you guys got going on. I love it. Oh, thanks, man. First guest. Yeah. We, we should pop, pop some bottles. I'm honored. Yeah. <laughs> pop some uh, some sparkling ginger water for you. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> pop some goo. Doesn't sound as celebratory. <laughs> but... Uh, but, Rich, yeah, let's get into it, because uh, I know there's many, many layers to, uh, to the man, the myth, the legend uh, of, of Rich Airy. But, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, just a brief history on kind of where you came from, uh, where you are now, because I think all runners are, uh, you know, pretty jealous about where, where you're at now. Uh, you know, so let's start back to your NJ roots and kind of go from there. Yeah. Uh... Born and raised at the Jersey Shore, uh, Point Pleasant Borough Panther, class there you of '94. There you go. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just started running. My parents were both runners, you know, so I was that little kid that was getting towed along to the local five milers at the time, and then I would jump in the, um, you know, the mile fun runs. And um, I wanted a fish tank really bad when I was five years old and my parents were like there's no way you're getting a fish tank um <laughs> my dad also happened to be in the rotary at the time and the rotary was putting on a five mile race and first place for 10 and under happened to be a fish tank long story short <laughs> i came home with the fish tank um and then that kind of just started a, a lifelong uh passion for running and and then helping helping people with their running journeys and just sharing all the you know, information that I've learned along the way with some of the amazing coaches that I've had the opportunity to put myself in front of. I uh, transferred to Monmouth. You know, I was a, I always like to say I was an average at best high school runner. You know, I was all county, second team all shore, seventh in the shore conference in cross country. I think I was senior year, I was seventh in both the mile and the two mile at the shore conference PRs of like 428 and 941 you know nothing spectacular these days um and then uh yeah ended up after two years of kind of fumbling around not being super happy you kind of see this as a reoccurring theme in my life but uh, <laughs> ended up ended up at monmouth where uh you know coach joe had just uh, started there it was his second second year uh when i came in as a as a junior um and then kind of you know the rest is history, as they say, with, you know, what's gone on at Monmouth. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, one of my most, uh, one of my proudest moments as an athlete uh, isn't anything that I did in terms of, you know, winning a medal or finishing a race. Um, after being on campus for a semester, 
Uh, the team voted me as the captain for the indoor and outdoor track team after only being there for you know three or four months, um, and that was just kind of one of the things that has always stuck with me is. Uh, yeah, you know, people are drawn to, I guess, my intensity and my passion and my drive and, to, you know, to be around a bunch of strangers for a couple months and them to realize that, you know, we need to get behind this guy because he's going to, you know, run through a brick wall if, if someone tells them to. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, after, right after college, got into coaching, you know, I went into teaching more to be a coach than to be a teacher. Um, and then that kind of wore out, uh, you know, teaching. I two years in I was like I don't know if I can do this for 30 years and then mm -hmm. started coaching people on the side and then yeah got the itch to you know travel and do some different things and connected with some different coaches and started traveling in 2010 and I've been all over the place and everywhere in between ever since right. <laughs> yeah I mean in the show notes I kind of put that you're a you're a bit of a nomad um you know so I know you spent some time in uh in OKC for a little bit uh, but why don't you tell the people kind of where you're at now? Um, like I said, I think it's kind of every runner's dream to be where you're at. Yeah, well, I'm actually, I'm, uh, we just uh, in January moved to Denver. Yeah. Um, so we're not in Leadville right now anymore, but uh, we're not too far from that. But I think Colorado um, in general is, uh, is, yeah, the, no, is the dream. It's awesome. It's yeah. uh, you know I, you know one of the things I've discovered in you know living in San Diego, living in OKC, living in Leadville, living in the Jersey Shore, living in Denver, uh, there is no real perfect place. You know what I mean? It all comes back to you know what what your goals are, what you want, what what you want out of life, and um, you know. So I take a little bit of of every place I've been, and and you know have gratitude for all those places I've been. And right now, Denver is home, and yeah, it's it's good to train it. You know a mile high and then go down to sea level and feel like a superman and right uh, right right, right. <laughs> so, um, you know and then you know i struggle with that sometimes up in leadville being two miles up where you're just like every day you just feel awful right and then you're like oh well i'm at ten thousand feet that's why yeah you know so um but yeah i mean it's amazing you know it's you know my my whole kind of trail running you know um all I knew trail running was Holmdel Park or Thompson mm -hmm. Park or, you know, Hartshorn is, in my opinion, the best place for trail running at the Jersey Shore. But, um, yeah, it's all about perspective. You know, like high school kids and college kids, they look at Holmdel Park as like, you know, one of the, the end all be all kind of the places to be. And, and it's so hard and so difficult. And, man, we went back there over Christmas vacation on one of the few days that it was beautiful out. And, uh, we just ran around like it was just like uh, you were whistling Dixie and like <laughs> it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause even, even living at the Jersey shore for that long, if you take some time away from running at home though, and you go back there, you're like, man, I'm really not in shape. Um, and then just to come down from 10,000 feet to go run, you know, a couple miles there, it was just like, man, every, it's all about perspective because when yeah. you're, when this is the top of the hill, it's everything and it's so you know it's so difficult and so challenging but then when you go run 14,000 you know feet in the top of Mount Albert and you come back to that and you're just like oh this is it's cool it's awesome I love it it's great grateful to be back but it's like oh this isn't really right now yes. I now I see why kids are breaking 15 minutes all the time you know sure, yeah I mean? it's just that expectation and <laughs> yeah. it's crazy it's crazy um you know, so we talked a little bit about high school and college and then kind of hitting the roads and things like that. But, you know, 
how did you how did you end up in ultra you know what i mean it, i think it uh you know there there are certain distances that people uh aspire to more commonly in terms of like you know i want to achieve my first half marathon or i want to you know achieve a full marathon um anything beyond that to me it takes a totally different you know mental capacity i don't know how you feel on that but how did that kind of process go? You know, I know you were doing fulls for a little bit of time, uh, and then you kind of hit the scene, you know, on the ultra with a pretty big splash, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, uh, you know, h- how did you take that jump? Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, what I always tell people is it's not as hard as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, with like just like a half or a full, you got to want to do it. Right. If you want to do it, then you're going to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when I got into it was, uh, you know, back in 2008 was when I kind of started sipping on the CrossFit Kool-Aid. And, you know, I know you had to deal with me through a lot of that stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, I love you regardless, man. It's unconditional. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, you know, what I thought at the time what I was doing was just very uh, a very lightened version of CrossFit. and. Mm-hmm. Had some, you know, I ran a PR in the marathon and was super stoked on it and just reached out to the guy from CrossFit Endurance and told him what I was doing. And then literally like a month or two later, I was in my car driving to California to start, you know, working with CrossFit Endurance and, and teaching their seminars and, and doing that sort of stuff. Because at that point, it's just like, all I want to do is coach and help people and, and help them with their goals. So, you know, the big thing with CrossFit Endurance was that, you know, you don't have to run a whole heck of a lot. Um, but you know, but you do a more uh, more intense strength and conditioning program, you can do these longer efforts. Um, and so when I got into that, it was like, well, now I'm gonna test this. You know, I'm gonna see. I know what it takes to run a marathon off of you know, whether it be 60 miles or 100 miles a week. Um, let's see what it's like to do an ultra marathon off of 25 miles a week. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, to me. Even as much as I was into CrossFit, um, I still had my doubts. Like I knew, you know, coming from an extensive running background, I was just like, I really don't know, you know, how how this is going to go. And literally, I did a 24-hour race, and um, was that the, was that the one in Philly? That yeah, that's okay. the one in Philly, and, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, eight miles into it, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my legs hurt, my feet hurt, you know, like it was hot, um, and it was just. You know, as as much of it is the you know the physical conditioning, the aerobic and anaerobic conditioning, there's definitely like a callousing of the mind where you just have to you have to be ready to be out there for the duration. And if you can't wrap your head around that, it's going to be a long day. And so mm-hmm. I ended up you know running for 19 and yeah 19 and a half hours and got 84 miles, 84 and a half miles, and I and I stopped. So you know that kind of that kind of stuck with me. Uh, didn't really sit well and then I did two more trail races later on in the fall still following the CrossFit endurance model and did pretty good but I still knew like um, that by taking the strength and conditioning stuff but adding like what I was used to doing in terms of intervals and tempos and long runs and stuff that I could do better Um, so after that first year I planned to do it my way and then go back and do those same races Um, and so when I went back and did those trail races, I went from like 10th or 9th to 4th and improved by 
like 30 minutes and then I went and did the other one and I went from 19th to third um, and I improved by almost an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was at that second race, the quad dipsy was where I um, was the first time I really can remember being like present and having the ability to be present for a long period of time. And so that was what kind of like turned turned the switch for me, where um, you know going from say running marathons on the roads to to running on the trails and doing that. It was just like okay, I, I know how to do this and I know how to make it a moving meditation practice. And it's like, you get you get to the point where your mind is just so exhausted that you don't want to think. Mm-hmm. So you just let go of the experience. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, you're taking in the scenery, you know, and that's the big thing too, is coming from the roads to the trails, you know, being in Jersey where your only experience is like Holmdel or Hartshorn, and then you go, to Colorado or Southern California or Northern California and you're and you're in these forests, you're running up these mountains and then it's just like, Well, this is amazing. Like my feet have taken me from, you know, to to the second, you know, highest point in the lower forty eight. And like you're just blowing by people, you know, people are starting off at like four or five in the morning and you're starting at like eight o'clock in the morning and you're still catching them and beating them to the top. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, so it's just a whole different experience. You know, the other thing too is really cool. Like when you do road marathons, you go through the aid stations and it's just like, you're getting hurled, huddled through like cattle. And, you know, you may have like, if you're lucky, you know, maybe, maybe the mammoth kids or the RBC kids or something that are working the aid stations. But sometimes it's like the student council or just a bunch of volunteers who don't really have any idea what you're going through. Whereas Mm -hmm. At an aid station at an ultra or a trail race, everyone that's volunteering is an ultra runner or a trail right, runner. Right, right. So it's like, you know, maybe at a road race they're handing you a cup, whereas in a trail race or an ultra marathon they're coming in and they're taking your bottles from you and they're opening them up and they're filling them up for you. Like you don't even have to do anything, you know. Yeah. So it's, you know, and, and I, that's how I kind of always know I'm in a good mood. It was like, hey, what can we get you? And I'm like, how about a foot massage? And then, right. <laughs> Yeah, not today, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's just a whole different experience. Um, you know, it's fun to run fast on the roads, but um, yeah, I mean, it, that, and that's the other thing is training for ultra marathons is is less taxing on the body okay. than than running a marathon. You know, like I've I've run three hundred mile races now, all all in Leadville, mm-hmm. and I've felt worse after road marathons and taken longer to recover from road marathons than I have from from 100 mile races because one you're running at such a slower pace two you're you're believe it or not even though you're you know running so much further your technique is usually better because you're shorter you know your your cadence is much faster so Mm -hmm. you don't trying to avoid stepping on roots and rocks and stuff like that and you're on softer surfaces the whole time yeah yeah it's interesting I never really kind of thought about comparing the two you know I mean the marathon has got to be you know, more intense, and the road's beating you up a little bit more, and uh, training's got to be very, very different. But, but you mentioned Leadville there, so I kind of had a l- couple notes there for us. And uh, you know, if you had to explain Leadville for someone that didn't know and they just knew, you know, road marathoning, you know, h- how can you relate that? Can you put that into like a uh, into layman's terms, you know, is it like New York? Is it like Boston? Is it like all the world majors combined in terms of the importance that that has for the, you know, uh, endurance, you know, ultra community? Because I mean, so like, here, I don't know a lot, but I do know that one, you know. So. Yeah, and so here's the thing with with Leadville is that 
Um, you know, it is the second oldest hundred mile race in America behind Western States, which mm-hmm. is like, it's the super Western States is the Super Bowl, the World Series, the World Cup, whatever you want to call it, of ultra marathoning. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, if you mention Leadville, there's a good amount of the population that is probably going to have heard of it some way. You know, whether they've read Born to Run or mm-hmm. someone they know that knows they're a runner read born to run and ask them about it or whatever. So it has more notoriety in the, uh, amongst the general population of people, uh, as, as being well renowned as a, as an ultra marathon. Um, however, um, you know, Leadville is owned by lifetime fitness now. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas all of the other events are put on by, you know, mom and pop like grassroots sure, yeah, yeah. organizations, yeah. you know? And so, with that corporate entity being involved, they did some things um, in like 2012 and 2013 that kind of turned a lot of the, um, you know, like the like hardcore, the, die, the diehards, yeah, the diehards, yeah. you know, like the 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 real, you know, OG people kind of sure, turned yeah. off. And it got to the point where like you can't, I can't use my my Leadville finish as a qualifier to enter the lottery of Hard Rock. Okay. And, and it was like that for Western states too for a couple years. Uh-huh. Um, so like amongst the general population, it's like, oh my God, it's this crazy thing. Whereas like within the ultra community, mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, people kind of turn their nose down to it because of the fact that lifetimes involved with oh, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And with that being said too, like if you were to take the course at Leadville and put it you know, same course, same, you know, ups and downs and everything, but put it at sea level, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be nearly as difficult as it is, but because it's at, you know, 10,000 feet or higher, yeah. hundred miles, that's what makes it so as challenging as it is. Yeah. 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 Well, so, so just to kind of ra- round off a little bit, so we'll talk about Leadville, uh, and then we'll kind of get into the last question that, uh, that I'm highly, and I'm very excited for the last question. Um, but put a lot of thought into it. I too. can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, so, explain the belt buckle a little bit with Leadville, because you came you came in strong at my wedding a couple of years ago, rocking that big belt buckle. So, what's so up? With you, I mean, um, you know, all hundred mile races have have belt buckles as mm-hmm. their as their finisher, you know, award, um, and then I think. I, you'd have to fact check this, but so the Western States started as it actually was a um, it was a, a race that it was running, but it was also horseback. Okay. Um, and then what had happened was one year um, or a year after, dude's horse came up lame or whatever, and ended up running the race by himself without the horse, mm-hmm. and beat all the horses, ended up winning the race outright. Okay. Um, and so that's where Western States came about, and then. Um, so, you know, being cowboys, horses, all that stuff, I think that's, I think that's where like the belt buckle came from. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now like that's, that that's kind of part of like the whole thing of why, you know, um, 10 years ago, a marathon used to be a bucket list race where after born to run now, every every time Dick and Harry wants to check off a hundred mile race on their bucket list. So you'd be surprised at some of the people that roll up to the starting line of, of, of Leadville, especially Leadville, because they let a lot of first timers in. That's another okay. reason why it gets a lot of slack. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, I, I did that 2011 race and didn't finish, so I always had that kind of stuck 
stuck with me, didn't sit well. And then fast forward 2014, at the time, Leadville was the only like, you know, granddaddy of them all that you could just sign up for right, first right. come first serve. There was no lottery, no qualifier, anything like that. So, um, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get redemption from this. And then also, it was like, yeah, it's a cool, cool award. Like a lot of people, they keep it in the box or they keep it on their mantle. Whereas, you know, for me, I think I've said this before. Like when I go into big, big social settings, like. I'm not, it's not, not my comfort zone. Yeah, so yeah. for me, like if I have this big, huge thing on, people are going to be drawn to me. And like, sure, I'm not, yeah, yeah. usually I feel like, you know, if there's five people, there's two groups that are having conversations and I'm there twiddling my thumbs. Whereas mm. now if I have this belt buckle on at a wedding, I don't right. have to worry because someone, even if it's, I'm not in this circle, someone's going to come to me and be like, Hey, what the heck is that? Or what? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's you know? So that was my whole thing it was like, yeah, I'm going to go there just to get this belt buckle. But every wedding, every, <laughs> you know, every court appearance, every, <laughs> court appearance. every, you know, every social event, you know, Christmas, whatever it is where yeah, yeah. I get to, where I'm putting a tie on the belt buckle comes out. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, you were rocking a, a, like a ZZ Top-esque beard at the wedding, too. So <laughs> that did, I would think, you know, drew some people in, too. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So, all right. So <clears throat> we want to move on to the last question here. So uh, one question that we're going to ask all of our guests. Grace, you want to throw it at them or what? I have, a, I have another question. Oh, you have another Be question. Before, before we question, do. Okay. All right. All right. Can yeah, I borrow you your got... belt buckle? <laughs> yeah, I have three of them. Okay, I'll totally throw so, your name out. You know, give you all the cred, but I'm the same in social situations. So, it's 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 money. Like I can't even <laughs> tell you how how much it eases like the anxiety of being in large social settings because, um, yeah, people like I said, like people that I normally would not talk to, you know, come up to me and are like, "What do you got going on there?" And then it's like, "Oh my God, you did Leadville? I read Born to Run." Or like, "Do you run barefoot? Or do you, were the Indians <laughs> were the?" You know, and it just creates this conversation. The next yeah. thing you know, it's like 20 minutes or so. And then before you know it, you're like, all right, how the heck do I get out of this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, sometimes you, you yeah. get what you ask for, you know? So. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> all right, so the question that we've all been waiting for, if you had to name a running shoe named after yourself, what would you name it and why? Yeah, so I give a lot of thought to this. I actually have one, two, three, four, four <laughs> different, four different uh, names, um, you know. And as I've gotten older, I've gotten a lot more woo-woo with a lot of my mm -hmm. lifestyle and practices and meditations and retreats and stuff. So I, I went down that mm -hmm. yoga route for a minute and had some different things there. But I think the the one that kind of resonates the most with me, and I've used it before, um, is a Ronin. Mm -hmm. And uh, a ronin is a masterless samurai. Uh, you know, it's, uh, one of the definitions of it is a wave man or a vagrant, someone who's a wanderer, um, someone without a home. Um, so that that kind of is what resonates most with me because even though I've, you know, traveled all over the country, and even when I'm back home in New Jersey, oftentimes I don't I don't feel at home. Um, you know, so that's kind of like. You know, and I've had I've had you know female love interests that have told me you know you can't run forever, and I'm like oh yeah, watch me, <laughs> you know. So like I am this 
<laughs> I, I am this bit of a vagrant and I do like to wander and you know it's, it's a great big world out there and there's a lot to see and um, you know I think if people are super stoked to be in their bubble then you know keep doing what you're doing but um, you know my, my journey is, is somewhat of a uh, of a wandering lifestyle and uh, you know it seems like every time I I get a little bit settled or, or the, the key indicator is when I get the license plate for the state I'm living in is that I know <laughs> I know that like within a couple months is when I'm going to move again you know? <laughs> literally you know a month two months before I left Oklahoma to go to Leadville I got my license plate and I never really went back and then a couple months after I got my license, Colorado license plate, we moved from Denver down, from Leadville down to Denver. So, um, yeah, that's it. It's a Ronin. We call it the, the, nice, the Ronin. Um, I think that's very fitting. I think it's very fitting. You just got to make sure you, you stay in Denver until uh, July. Malia and I are coming out. I know I can't bank on it since you're, you know, a, a nomad of sorts. But uh. no, no, no. We're, I, I signed a year lease, so all I'm right, here. all right. So we got you. <laughs> I'm here at least until January. That's like when, when like, uh, you know, because we're in an apartment now, and and so like, you know, you hear a lot of things, and like, you hear certain things, and I just yeah. kind of like take a deep breath, and I'm like, nine more months. Right, 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 right. <laughs> to remind myself, like everything's all good. Uh, don't get too crazy, but yeah, well, I'll be here in July, and. Uh, Probably not. Uh, I'm not running Leadville this year. Yeah. Uh, I've got some stuff that I'm looking at later in the fall. Some okay. some flatter sea level type stuff where I can really kind of see what my potential is and how fast I can actually run 100 miles on like a relatively flat lower sure, elevation yeah. course. Nice, awesome, man. Well, Rich, yeah. I definitely want to thank you for uh, for the time. Uh, like I said. Uh, Last week and this week, you're my most interesting man in the world. So it's always good to, to catch up. Uh, I appreciate that. Definitely. Before we bounce, you know, just to remind the people out there where they can find you, um, you can give your Instagram handle, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, if you want to throw that out there, uh, but I yeah, throw remind... that out there. I can tell you the story behind it too. I don't want to. Yeah, go uh, we could we could go. We could do that. All right. So uh, real quick. Um, Actually, I'm going to be home soon, yeah. coming home to run the Boston Marathon. So, and I'm going to be doing a seminar at uh, JSA CrossFit April 7th. So, where is that at? It's in Manasquan. Manasquan, okay. Okay, so if there's anyone out there that is, uh, you know, dealing with injuries or chronically, you know, have things that pop up, I could take a look at your mechanics. I can help you with that. Um, the other big thing is, you know, as we talked about before with the whole CrossFit thing, I'm, I'm really big into strength and conditioning. I think there's a lot of benefits, um, you know, that can, that can help runners. Um, so we'll be talking about all those things. Um, so if anyone is around, there's a link in my Instagram bio and I post that stuff up on social media. Um, but my Instagram handle is a uh, hundred mile dick. Right. Right. And, uh, <laughs> that's hundred H U N D R E D. M I L E D I C K, um, and yeah. So you know, my name is Rich Richard. The, the nickname for Richard is Dick, um, but that's not where it came from. So I was. <laughs> See, that would be the easy story. That'd be too that easy. That would be the easy story, but um, yeah. So I I, I um, paced the client up at up at Run Rabbit in Steamboat Springs this September, and. Um, you know, I was out there for like 40 miles I did with them. I did the back end up uh, and we were coming into the finish and the last last 
three miles is like downhill coming off the mountain. And so they start the 50 mile in the morning, the day after the 100 starts. And so as you're finishing, there's 50 mile finishers and 100 mile finishers coming down at the same time. And, you know, my buddy's kind of like delirious and I'm just like, right. come on, you need to eat, you need to drink, like, let's go, keep running, da, 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 da. And, uh, you know, this pretty blonde hair girl, you know, comes running by us and she goes blown by us and he's like, man, look at her. And I was like, go get her, bro, you know? <laughs> and he's like, man, he's like, she's got 50 mile legs. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but you got a hundred mile dick. <laughs> so... You know, uh, yikes. When, when you're 97 miles in and whatever it takes to get a laugh and to lift your spirits but um yes <laughs> and that's that's where that it just came out of nowhere and then yeah so because dick is a nickname for richard i kind of took it on as my own moniker and that's my <laughs> handle that yeah i mean yeah. if you want to fly under that you know like we were saying with the with the shoe when you and i were talking off air about keeping it pg-13 you know if you want to keep the instagram handle pg-13 the story is that it's just a nickname for for rich but if you really want to get into it you know you, you can tell the yeah. whole thing well i mean yeah it is it's like that's the nickname for rich and i run 100 miles right so exactly I, it makes sense adds up no oh, too funny all right, brother. I think that's a good place to uh, to end out here. So, uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So we're uh, we're gonna take a little bit break, a uh, little bit of a break, and we will be right back with the cool down section of the show. Alrighty, guys. So we want to thank our guest, Rich Airy, for giving us some of his time tonight. I think he really provides some valuable insight, along with some. Uh, some comedic humor there uh, towards the end of the interview. Um, but yeah, so we definitely want to give a shout out to Rich and thank him very much uh, for jumping on the show as our first guest. Yes. Yeah. And we want to hear from you guys. Are you guys rocking tunes when you run? Do you have questions or comments for the show? Slide into the DMs <laughs> <laughs> or run. That's what the kids say, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, we're too old. We wouldn't know. Uh, direct message us on Instagram and Facebook and let us know. And we'll do our best to uh, to get those answers, uh, right? So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, you can follow along with us using the handle at RunnersHighNJ on Instagram and Facebook. And we will catch up with you all next week. <laughs>